welcome back to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And for this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are doing a bookish roundup summer reading edition. Uh, We are also going to kind of talk a little bit about, well, we are definitely going to talk about summer reading challenge and all that's going to go into that. And then we're going to talk about some of the trends and topics that are happening right now in the book world. And one of the main things we're going to touch on is reviews because Mm -hmm. I can never talk about them enough. Well, and I feel like it's something that we need to talk about. So reviews are yeah. a big thing well they are and there's been well, some there's... discussion about them over on um the ticket talk the ticket talk which you know i'm ragey half the time about the ticky talk anyway uh yes and we all know i'm extra ragey about it but there were some actual like really great conversations happening not by everybody because some of the people i think are just dumb um but don't be mean. I'm not going to be mean. <laughs> but there was some good conversations. But before we get into that, that'll be the end. That'll we'll do that at the end. Let's first talk about summer reading challenge. Okay. Holy goodness, you guys! Summer is going to be the bestest. Um, <laughs> it's it is also already like it hasn't even started yet, and it is already. Well, I guess when this drops, it will have This started. drops, it is technically the very first day one, week one, summer reading challenge. So some of our Patreon and Hive members have gone a little like bananas already over summer reading yeah. and the, the planning and the chaos that ensues. Although there's doing, they're doing some cool things. They're planning some group like reels and tiktoks as a group to do so it counts as their Mm -hmm. bookish with a friend so um i'm really excited for the engagement and honestly as we planned summer reading we had so much fun last summer we give it a hard time it was chaotic but it was so much fun it was so much fun to watch people discover new authors and it was so much fun to watch like the chaos ensue with the excel spreadsheets for summer reading right right it was just it was it was fun, but the engagement was also great. Like for mm-hmm. us, it's the engagement. People sharing their bingo cards and talking about, holy crap, why haven't I read this author before? And I'm sitting here going, I do not know why. Well, and that's the thing too. Like we, there were some authors in summer reading last year that you and I just love and adore as like writers and as human beings. And we're like, you need to read these. Right. Like, so- and we got it makes me happy every time that somebody reads an author that we recommend. Right. And basically last summer we tricked everybody into reading the authors we wanted them to read. It's true. And we're doing it again this summer. (laughs) We picked authors. We reached out to authors that were part of our lists that Mm -hmm. we love and that we adore. And had also shown some interest in supporting the podcast. And so we reached out to them and said, Hey, do you, you want to be a part of our chaos? Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, most of them are usually like more than willing to be part of our chaos. They are. They are. And the other thing, too, is what we really want this whole summer reading challenge to feel like is when we were kids, our local libraries held mm-hmm. summer reading challenges, challenges, 
parties, events all summer long. It was a community mm-hmm. engagement and it encouraged you to read books. And that is what we want to do. We want you to spend the summer reading the books you want to read. We give you ideas. We give you prompts. We give you opportunities to up your entries. But at the end of the day, all that matters is you read a book, you submit the entry online, and then you might win a prize. That's all that matters. Well, and one thing we wanted too, though, is like we want it to be fun for you. Like we don't want it to be this moment where you like, I have to read this and I have to read this and I have to read this, which is why we're doing like the bookish Fridays and like mug Mondays and stack Saturdays. Those are three of the specific days that we have, but it's like, we want you to have fun with your reading and have fun with your books and enjoy, like enjoy your summer of reading. For sure. So we're just going to briefly give you the rules. You can find all of this stuff on our website. Um, It's at the bottom of the website all summer long. You're going to want to check our website every Sunday. That will let Mm -hmm. you know what events and happenings we have going on that week. It will tell you who the authors are that are sponsoring that week. And there Mm -hmm. also will be opportunities for additional entries by engaging and supporting the authors that are providing the prizes for summer reading. Um, There's some really good prizes this year. I there am are. super, super jealous that we do not get to enter. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so basically, any book you read from May 25th to August 31st counts as one entry. Any prompt you complete on Summer Reading Challenge activity calendar counts as an entry. Read a book by a sponsoring author counts as two entries. Read a book by a grand prize sponsoring author counts as two entries. All entries must be submitted on our website. If it's a photo prompt book stack, you must enter that you did completed the challenge on the website and then also tag the podcast on social media. You can tag us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. If you do not have social media, you can post this in our Discord channel. You can also email us the photo, but by doing so, you are allowing us to share it to any of the Buzzing About Romance social media accounts, and we will credit you as you tell us to. Um, Drawing for prizes will happen once a month because last year we did it weekly and I started to dread Mondays. There was not enough coffee on a Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So drawings will happen Entries for all of June's prizes will be due on June 30th. We will announce the winner on July 1st. All entries will be due for July on July 31st. Winners will be announced on August 1st. Um, August entries will be due August 31st with winners announced on September 1st. And then we will announce the grand prize winner on September the 2nd. Now, Um, if you would win one of the monthly prizes, you are still eligible to win the grand prize. Just because you win one of the smaller prizes does not mean you do not have a stake in the grand prize. And you can only win one. So there's like four prizes in June Mm -hmm. and each prize is two signed paperbacks and swag from the two sponsoring authors. Yeah, if not more. And then, but you can only win like one set of prizes in June. You could win one set of prizes in July, July, you could win one set of prizes in August and still be eligible for the grand prize. So the more you win, the more you engage, the more you do, the more entries you get, and you can win once a month mm-hmm. and still win the grand prize. So um, 
you know, for those people that are super competitive, Elizabeth, I'm looking at you, sister. Uh, <laughs> you have a chance to win. Um, Leah, do you have the list? Of, do you have the list of sponsoring authors? Because I didn't put this um, in our packet for this. I script. don't have it handy, but there are over 35 sponsoring authors yeah. this year. So just keep that in mind. Uh, let's see here. It's a long list. So I have we, them, but I'm not going to read it. We're not going to read it. Read it. It's a lot of, it's a lot of names and we probably will pronounce names wrong tonight. Yeah. So we already said, make sure on Sundays you check our website for the author sponsor sponsors and follow entries. We have mug Monday. We have Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're giving you book recs. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we will also throughout the week and we'll talk about this each week. We'll give you a rundown of what to expect in the coming week. But we will have um, we have some happy hours coming up on YouTube. I know that we have some in June. We have at least one right now in July. And then um, we will also have Instagram lives and TikTok lives throughout the summer. Um, so you will want to make sure that you are following Buzzing About Romance all the places. Mm -hmm. um, and mugs.romance.read, especially over, on the TikTok. Over on the TikTok, because... Because if not, Apparently, it's just going to be me. A, you need a thousand followers. I mean, I could do it. I just have to sign into the buzzing ticket talk. Yeah, you could. Oh, that's a great idea. I will happily give you, you that Did you forget login. that we, we can do that? Yes, I didn't even think about that. Oh my gosh. Hey, some days I'm smart. Some days I'm beautiful. I cannot be both at the same time. <laughs> so apparently today I'm beautiful. And it's a good thing they can only hear my voice. You totally forgot that I could just sign in as totally, the podcast. Totally because, didn't even you know. think about that. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, moving on to the to the show. Yeah. Just sign up for summer reading. It's a it's a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about what we're currently reading or what trends we're loving in books right now. When we when we did one of these back in March. We were both in our dubcon, noncon little sprinkle well, I, fest. I still like to sprinkle into that. Um, but I'm, I tell you what, I'm actually think I'm coming out of a book slump. There were some really phenomenal books that I had arcs for. Mm -hmm. And also another book that had been on my TBR for a very long time. And I read it during World Book Day, our read-in. Oh, it's it, well, it hangovered you real bad. I I got a hangover from Juniper Hill, which if you guys have not read the Edens by the Eden series by Dev, Devney Perry, there's only two mm -hmm. books out. Book three comes out this summer. Um, you're gonna want to read them. Each stands on its own. They're so very good. Um, and then I slumped with uh, One Way Back to Me by Carrie and Ryan. Oh, that is really good. But just we're going to preface this. She loves the E names in that book. So you're going to have to want to create a spreadsheet and write notes as to which brother is which. But it is it is an exceptionally well done book. And all of the brothers are wonderful and amazing. And they're, they all have their own traumas and like chaos and they're like their heads. But it is it, the world building in that book was perfect. And I, aside from all of the ease, I am loving this. But it was so good. I had a hangover. And then, <clears throat> yeah. And then coming out of it, I read Trusted and True by Renna Morgan that came out last oh, week. I and know I, that. And I'm like, 
see, this is the thing. Like I've been slumping, I've been slumping more this year, but I've had more book hangovers this year yeah. than ever. Like there's, there are some exceptionally good books and then you're in that hangover and you have like, it's hard to get back into like, well, those Catherine Cowell book falling embers. Oh yeah. She, it, you I know, that was in April also. Out. Yeah. Um, and then I just finished see me by, um, Stacey Kennedy. Stacey Kennedy, which is part is book four of her Phoenix club series, which is a voyeur club. And when does that one come out? That would have come out last Tuesday when okay. this episode drops. So for us tomorrow, but for them next last Tuesday. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes like it's hard to keep track of our days and dates when we record. But, well, and then Rebecca Yaros has a new series that started and yes. that book was phenomenal and everybody should read it. A reason to believe it is brother's best friend like like they are guardians for these two little kids and oh my gosh there's some pining that happens and oh well and we've read some really piney heroes this year too so far well and i had an arc of um uh dr playboy by jay salmon oh he he pines he pines hard. he pines and that book, like, so I read Dr. Playboy and then I read See Me. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to read now. Like, it's tough. What, well, what's going to live up to it? Well, in April, there was a like a suspense boom, yes. boom in April. And so, I mean, I read all the suspense I can get my hands on. And there were so many, like, we are doing our best of at the end of the year again this year and now I'm like I don't know what to pick because there were so many good books in April yeah and now oh and wasn't code name revenge in April too by Sawyer mm-hmm. yeah she was at the beginning like but with Sawyer she has some amazing hockey that's coming at the end of the year well and code name Omega she's gonna finish the she's finishing the Jameson Jameson security force, force. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what am I supposed to do? I mean, honest, there, there have been a lot of, I mean, I've read some not so great books this year because I mean, that's a given, like you're always going to read something that you're, you don't love. There are books that you're going to read that just kind of missed the mark, but there have been some excellent books put out so far this year. Yeah. I was looking, I pulling up my Kindle app. Um, where are you on your reading challenge? Oh, I'm past. Oh, I'm at 156 titles out of my 300 goal. And then um, I've read for 156 weeks in a row and 382 days. Here, let me look at mine. Um, we also have <laughs> read some really good book club books this year, too. We just got done with Max Monroe and then mm-hmm. and we, Samantha Christie, we that Igniting Ivy was really good. I really liked that book. Um, I'm I looking at my back. Kindle apps all messed up right now, so I can't. That's okay. <clears throat> um, I really loved that Father of the Bride by Chloe Main. I would say that this quarter of reading, so half of March, April, and May, would I would like to call this our daddy phase. Oh, we, well, no, it's just a kink phase. Like we went through a kink? kink phase. Yeah. Um, Alex's so, Wolf uh, no, Kane my... was really good. 
mine came up. Oh, okay, so what I'm, was on, I'm on week 200 in a row. In 13, 1393 days. Um, yeah, so I read, I actually read a decent amount of novellas and I read really fast. So I'm yeah. at 625 titles read. Go you. But I will yeah. say that sometimes like, but it counts all my arcs and some of my arcs I do for work. I don't, I, they're more skimmy than read, but I do like, you figure I can read a novella in like an hour. Yeah. No, but we went through that cane by Alex Wolf. That was really good. It was gritty and sexy. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like because Alex wrote Ethan and I, I liked Ethan, but it just, it wasn't the typical Alex Wolf hero. Like Ethan was a little more timid and a little more beta than Alex typically writes. He, like Alex writes a really good alpha hero, almost alpha he's like he definitely writes alpha holes yeah and and Kane definitely went like back to those true Alex Wolf like alpha hole roots she bites the banister so so hard that she leaves teeth marks in it while they're doing the sex I mean I mean I like these things okay uh next up what books are you anticipating (laughs) For May, June, and if you have a couple Julys, or I mean, May, June, and July, if you have a couple August, great, but my brain is not working full force. Okay, I do so have like two August, I think. I don't know. I just went like summer in general. Um, mm-hmm. So Marnie Mann, book three in her, um, the brothers. The single dad one, The right? single dad, Ford is coming and it's going to be wonderful and amazing. And I am so excited for that. Um, Lanny Lynn Vale is releasing, she's, she has like a special release that she's been teasing, but I don't know any details about it. And I don't know when it's coming out. And I'm really kind of mad because I don't know anything. She's just teasing it, but she has more of her battle crows MC like series coming out this summer. And I've really liked this one because it's a little grittier than her path, like her last two series, because she writes a grittier suspense anyway. Not in a bad way, but um, hers are definitely anti-heroes in the last two series. And I do like an anti-hero. But then Mary B. Moore is writing her one book coming out this summer. I can't remember if it's June or July, but it's called Layla. And she was, she is a Townsend who you meet in like the original Providence like series. And I have been waiting. Who is that? Layla. She's one of the sisters. No, who's the oh, author? Mary, Mary B. Moore. Sorry, you said it so fast, and I was like, "Who? Who's the author?" Yeah, but I have been waiting. There's two characters that like I really want their books, and Layla has been one of them because you get like little snippets of her and Mark's relationship, but you don't know what happened. Oh, I know that relationship. Uh huh. It's coming this summer. Um. Okay. But Mary's been having some health problems, so like I don't. I, and I haven't heard anything she's, she's releasing and like, everything seems to be good. And the last time I talked to her, she was feeling pretty good, but I don't know. So I'm really hoping everything like is okay, but I am excited for that one. And of course my suspense, like there's lots of suspense coming this summer. (laughs) And then AL Jackson has book three in her redemption Hill series. Yeah. 
the final brother is coming. And he's an enigma. We know nothing about he him. He is, but it's, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if it's posted anywhere, if I can say it. So don't say Am it. I, it's going to be really uh, good though. I'm very excited. Um. Okay. So for me, Pippa Green, which is a author that I found by happenstance this last uh, winter. Yes. So if anybody is listening and knows who the authors behind Pippa Green are, we would like to know. Because we would. We, we just tried to dig and we cannot find it. No. So they had it, their Minnesota Raiders hockey series, which I found when I was looking for new hockey books to read uh, for the hockey draft back in February. And mm-hmm. um, I happened to be looking on Amazon and on the 24th of May, they are launching a new series, the Anna Arizona Vipers, I think is what they're called. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's a new hockey series from them that takes place in Arizona. And again, single dads, single dad hockey players. Isn't the last series all single dads? All single dads. All single dads. I mean, all different types of single dads. Yes. Yes. Like they're single dads in all different types of scenarios. Right. One where friends with the with the ex and the other is a widower and falls for the nanny. And one is, um, he has, he falls in love with the, um, with the journalist that is following him around to do a piece. And the sister, you know, another one falls in love with his teammates, little sister. And so I love Pippa green. And again, if those authors are listening and would like to come on the show, please let you us can know. Just tell us who you are. <laughs> yeah. If you could just tell us who you are too, that would be great. Because if you have other books that you write that aren't like hockey, to single dads, we would like to read them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then of course, Dr. Playboy by Jay Salmon comes out June 6th. I cannot wait for that one. Uh, Garnet Flat. We might get Kaplan this summer though too. Not till the end of August. I think oh. she's going to wait and do it after readathon oh. in September. I don't know if I like that, but I'm... so because she and I were chatting about readathon and anyway, um, Garnet Flats by Devney Perry, which is book three in the Eden series, comes out in July. Uh, Gage by Sawyer Bennett comes out in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, July is going to be another good, uh, another good yeah. month. Well. Grace Under Fire by Julie Garwood <laughs> comes mm-hmm. out in, in July, July, which it's book 14 of the Renard Buchanan Claiborne family. But you do not, uh, you can, you can machete that series. You can machete that series. And also, so lately the girl child and I have been rewatching Criminal Minds. And as I rewatch Criminal Minds, I am very much reminded of this series by Julie Garwood. Mm-hmm. Because there are serial killers and there's lore and like family connections and stalkers and it's, it's a just little so bit good. of everything. It's so good. Um, I'm trying to reread the whole series uh, as time allows. I just love these books. They're so it's good. It's an undertaking though. There's I mean, it's 14, 14 books. books. Yeah. Um, Buy You Sweetheart by Lexi Blake comes out oh, in I'm August. I'm so excited for that one. So excited. 
Well, and she has, she has a masters of mercenaries novella in the hunt thousand and one dark nights, nights coming out. Yeah. It's boomers book. Um, and is it hidden waters or fractured sky from Catherine that we get this hidden summer? waters is next fractured sky is the last one. Okay. She's killing me. She um, is killing me. Cause have, have you guys seen those covers and how beautiful, beautiful. those covers are? Beautiful. Like I, I fluffing love fractured sky. And I told Catherine that because it, it's my favorite out of all of them. Like this, they are all gorgeous. I'm going to have to own them all. I'm going to have oh, to own them no. all. They will look so pretty on your shelf. The do over by TL Swan also comes out, I think in August, that is the third or fourth book in her miles family. It's a Montlake series. Um, always the one for me, Carrie and Ryan, it is book two in the wilder families. Mm-hmm. It is another Evan. E, right? Evan, Evan and Kendall, mm-hmm. right? Yes, Evan yes. and Kendall. Evan and Kendall. <laughs> They're a divorced chance. couple. Second chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited. And then uh, more than a memory by Molly McLean. Yeah, it I, is. I didn't steal that one from you. I told I was like, <sighs> it we is. all know that I've been talking about more than a or um, we're one, made a moment made of moments. Since I read that in March of 2021. Well, justifiably so, because it is that damn good. We're still talking about it. And I finally read it and it is that good. But this it's Aiden's book coming in June and it is going to be amazing because he's a grumpy lumberjack. Well, he's not actually a police officer. He's a police officer, but he's like a big, burly, like grumpy, bearded delightful oh man i'm so excited i cannot molly can just finish that up and send it on out like right now (laughs) (laughs) um she just had a child graduate college another's graduating high school and then i think she has a wedding before all before the book comes out i mean life is happening but i need that book (laughs) Listen, I'm really sorry your kids are graduating and having big life events, um, but could you send us that book, please? I mean, at least like she's probably further along than some authors that you've messaged asking for a book by Friday that she hasn't even started yet. I know, but that was a valid request. I actually have tried to ask Sawyer to just hand me Drake. Apparently that book's not even been plotted out yet. I mean... What's she waiting for? I don't know. I need a book. Can you just give it to me? I need all the books, Leah. But we had, there's, honestly, like our summer is not going to disappoint with the amount of amazingness that is coming out. Keelan has a new one coming out that I think is in the Rivals Invitation World. Ooh. But she's being very tight-lipped. Like She is. She's also one of our grand prize sponsoring authors. Mm-hmm. And I think she that is it's a signed copy of those oh. series. But she's Are you being... quitting show so you can win? <laughs> My God, would you let me do that? I'll just quit for the summer. No, no, I will not <laughs> let you do that. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. okay. No, she hasn't like, I just know that you just know that she's having a new release. Like if you see it on any of the PR stuff, it just says new release by by Keelan. That's all. Her PA sent an email this morning saying, Hey, there's a cover reveal. Would you like to participate in it? And I was like, Oh, I already signed up. 
the other day with Give Me Books when I saw it. And she messaged me back and she was like, oh, that's awesome. She goes, I'll make sure that you get the packet. And I was like, yeah, can you tell me who the book is? And she's like, no. I was like, thanks, Brooke. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. So helpful. That's really funny. But they're like, can you do a cover reveal? And then when you're like, yeah, sure. Can you send it to me? Um, No, June 5th. You can have it like everybody else. That's really funny that they told you no. I know. I get told no a lot. It's true. I mean. At least you got a no and not ignored. Well, right. Because don't ignore me. If I send you a message, just respond back and say either no, thank you. Or just no. No, it's just fine. no is fine. You don't have to give me thank you. Just no. Or a frowny face. Just acknowledge that it made it there. I would take an emoji. Right. Anyway, let's. Don't want to be in the unread moving. pile anymore. Okay. So let's move on to the reviews. Yeah. So reviews. I have very big thoughts on reviews. We do have big thoughts. So we touched on how to write a review way back in episode 37 of the podcast with Heather Roberts, who owns Elwood's PR. And we talked about um, what you want in a review, good things to have in a review, different reviews, all of those, the parts of a review. Yeah, she talked, basically, we talked about writing a book report versus writing a review. And mm -hmm. she really goes into talking about extracting the emotions that you feel while you're reading and ways to connect to people that are reading your review that will engage them to want to read the book you're recommending. Mm -hmm. um, and so we touch briefly in that episode about star ratings. And how we hate the star rating. If you listen to the podcast, we hate the star ratings. I mean, Goodreads is the standard. They're owned by Amazon. They are the standard of book reviews. I don't even know the history of the five star where it came from. I don't think it was Goodreads because I think we were giving star rating reviews. To movies and stuff like way back, way back when. Yeah, I don't know where the, the star rating has always been there. But you figure like. Even in like the food world, like you can be a five star like Michelin restaurant. No, three Michelins star. are one stars. One stars, but you, but there's stars everywhere. Yeah. So I don't even know the history of stars. I do not like. So we know we Goodreads is the standard, and they create so because of that on BookBub it's full stars. On Amazon reviewing a book it's full stars. On Barnes and Noble it's full stars. You can't give halves half. or quarters um it is but i wish we could full stars well and so okay let's just real quick talk about how do you assign your stars so for me a five star means oh my god i love this book i will reread this book i will talk about this book this book is in my soul i will remember this book always and if you ask for a book rec i'm probably going to recommend this book what's a five star for you a five star for me is a guaranteed like reread. If I have a book hangover from a book, it's going to be a five star read because it resonated so much with me that I am still like overcome three hours after I've read it or the next day. Cause usually my book hangovers last a good day or two, depending on like the book, but yeah, it has to be, but it also has to be well structured I, it could be a really great story that I want to reread, but if there's editing errors, like I'll put it at a four star because 
it and it has to be like significant editing errors for it to to bump down to the four from that okay so production has shared with me in the united states the five-star rating system was started by the least likely of companies in oil and gas company you see <laughs> mobile the same gas station company that you probably have seen while driving around started making travel guides and started using the five-star system to rate different hotels. Why, thank you, Mike Burrier. Yeah. That's we why we keep production around. It's true. Um, I mean, Andy lived with them, so we're kind of stuff right. <laughs> He's my ETA. Uh, okay, so what's a four-star review for you? Like, what are your parameters that makes you pick it as a four-star? A four-star review is a book that it, it's a it's a well-edited, well-structured book, but there just might have been like one or two things that I didn't love about the story, but it, but it was compelling and engaging. And it might be a book that I'll reread, like if I'm in a slump and like it's something that I just want to, something easy to read. Um, but there can't be mistakes, like glaring mistakes yeah, either. Now what about you? Four star for me means I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, there might've been one or two things within the story that I didn't like totally connect with or totally mm -hmm. love. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed the book. It just wasn't one of those like you that I'm going to reread or it might not be the first one that I'm going to recommend to you. So if you come to me and say, Hey Becky, what hockey romance should I read? That's, friends to lovers. Well, mm -hmm. if you look at Sawyer Bennett's Kane, I gave that a four star. I didn't love it. There were a couple of things in it that bugged me, but it was good. And I love that series. I recommend it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, versus, uh, making his, it's making his move, making, making his, his play, play by, by Mary, Mary Carr. Carr. That's a five star read for me. It was friends to mm -hmm. lovers, but it was funny and it was engaging and he has to work to convince her that they should stay married and there was just so much in it do i like both books absolutely i do but if you come to me and say hey i need a friends to lovers hockey romance i'm probably gonna go with making his play first mm -hmm. versus so so four star it, it it's good it's just not there's just something about it that you didn't connect with yeah like and honestly like there are books that i'll read like if i'm in a if i'm in a certain mood i could four star it but if i had read it like a week before that it might have been a five star so because i'm a i'm a huge mood reader and my mood Same. affects how i read a book and so and that is one reason i like to reread stuff every once in a while especially like if i'm slumping like i'll reread stuff and like every once in a while like i'll be like this really holds up and i think it's much better than i thought originally and then but there are also times where that happens and like this was not as good the second time around because well, i'll notice things that i didn't we catch recently did that with like a quick shot we reread a book and we were kind of mm -hmm. like it's still good but it's not as good as i remember it being but we also have read some older books. Like when we read Mercy by Julie Garwood, it holds it's up dated. It's well. 20 years old. That book can mm -hmm. drink. And, um, but we read it and it was still a five-star read for me, mm -hmm. even though it's dated. It yeah. still holds up. The HEA is believable. And that might be something too with a five-star versus a four-star for me. Chemistry on page, banter, 
and the ATA. Is there mm-hmm. something about their relationship that just kind of might have nagged in my brain? Mm-hmm. And again, like you, I'm a mood reader. If I'm grumpy, do not give me a new book to read. No. Because then I will grump about the book. Um, okay, so let's talk about three star because this seems to be the decisive piece. So if you think about it as a grading scale, a five star is an A, a four star is a B, a three is a C. So it passes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot a lot of authors, and we all know that I made one angry by giving a three star. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a three star is a bad rating. I think it depends on the way in which the review is worded. I personally, I am, I don't think a three star is bad, but there are some people like I'll read through three stars because Becky and I have had this conversation before where we feel like a three star rating is typically the most on point and honest for a book um, because it's it's not those early arc readers who just really like love to give like the five star rating. It's not those people who are like, this book has too many F-bombs or too much sex and the ones or the twos. And it's like, I mean, what, what were you looking going into this book? Right. But like the three star, I feel like is that is that average rating where like some of the three stars like are positive and some of the three stars aren't. So you get like the uh, like the both sides of that three star. And I that's why when I'm reading reviews to see if I want to read a book, I typically go into the threes. I mean, I always like to read the ones and the twos just to see what they say, like why people don't like them. But the threes we feel like they give the most honest opinion about the book. They do. And for me, a three star doesn't mean it wasn't a good story. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it didn't end in an HEA. It doesn't mean that it isn't a book that I would suggest, but there was enough in it that it just didn't work for me. Now, Mm -hmm. when I write a review, I write a very critical review. I do not attack authors. I do not attack Mm -hmm. like the way they write, like if they choose to write in third person, that's fine. I point of view does not bug me. If there's only one point of view, that's probably not going to affect my rating as much as did I believe in their chemistry or Mm -hmm. was it so outlandish that the ridiculousness was too much. And honestly, like Max Monroe, their rom-coms are cute. They're hilarious, but they are ridiculous like hilariously ridiculous Mm -hmm. they're fun to read but it's not a book i'm going to go back and reread it's not a book that is going to be high on my list to recommend unless somebody is looking for that very specific thing sometimes like you're looking for that ridiculousness like when i'm in a slump like if a reread isn't working i want that hilariously like over the top funny just to to get out of like my my head a little bit. But with, for me, like a three star is where the story itself is structured really well, but there's something about the writing and the storyline that falls flat. Like I don't connect with one of the characters. Um, there's more telling and not doing on the page, like where they're describing every little bit where, but the story, it's a good engaging story, but they're just, 
there's something I'm not connecting with the book. The other thing that will make me rate a three star is if the book does not hold up to the description of what the book is. Mm -hmm. For example, we all know I love a daddy kink, right? Yes. I love it. I love it. So if your title is something about like daddy's secret baby. You, you need to give me the daddy. There's not even one daddy anything in it. Like there's mm -hmm. no daddy kink in it. Why did you sell me that? Or if you put the word forbidden in your title description for tropes mm -hmm. and the forbiddenness is like pretty mundane, like she's your kid's teacher. Yeah. That's not forbidden. I want forbidden to be almost taboo. Mm -hmm. So, so, and I put that on authors. I also put that on their advertisers, the publishers, um, you know, we've had this discussion about um, the love hypothesis. It was sold as romance and this really steamy romantic uh, rom-com. Mm -hmm. It was women's fiction. It was her journey about finding her place. And along the way she found love, but it didn't end in an HEA and it really didn't even end in an HFN. You had two kisses in one sex scene. I mean, seriously, I did that in the first two hours of my first date. I just, I mean, I'm a whore, so it's fine. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to sell the book for me, make sure you're being honest about it. Because mm -hmm. if it doesn't I hold mean, up, I'm going to three start. That is a huge thing, too. Like, if I am given an, if I go into a book with a certain expectation and I don't get that, I will knock stars off. Because yeah. I was told this and this and this and it did not hit those points for me so i and that is on i mean part of it is on the way the book is marketed and then part of it is on me for believing people right, right. but at the same rate like if i'm looking for something going into a book either by the blurb or by the title or by like the hype that surrounds it if i'm not getting that it's it's going to affect my review because it, it's going to affect how you interpreted what you read. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So what about your two stars? So my two stars are typically when the story itself is not bad. It might miss the mark here or there, but it is edited poorly. Like if there are a ton of grammatical errors, if there are a ton of like punctuation errors, if there's story discrepancy, like huge plot holes. Like I read a book recently in the happily ever alpha world. I really enjoyed this, the story that they were trying to tell, but there were two or three parts where it just didn't make sense. Like the dad wasn't in the, in, in like the kids lives, but then he shows up and he like wants to be like around the kids and he has this other family but he didn't have that before he like left that, like he cheated on her and like left. And so, but then all of a sudden he has a girlfriend with the kid. It's like, where did this girlfriend and the kid show up? Like, why yeah. is he there? So it's just where the storyline, it doesn't line up in all of the right places, but this, the story itself, had it been edited well, would have been good. Yeah. And mine comes down to editing 
but also plot holes and storylines. And I've read a couple recently, and you know this, that there were big, giant plot holes. Or the other thing, now I will say, I want to say this, because I know we have quite a few authors that listen to our podcast. I always give grace to newer authors. I Mm -hmm. always give grace because I can't write a book. So I am not going to ding you for typos in your first couple books. I'm not going to ding you if a hair color changes well, in your first like, or second book. I'm not going to ding you for a pacing issue or if like, yeah, were... I, pacing. I think pacing is one of those skills that comes mm-hmm. with time. But if this is your seventh, eighth or 23rd book, and mm-hmm. we have a situation where scenes are happening out of order and you make statements in like your timeline and you'll say things like, well, today we spent the day going around town and being tourists and we decided we were, we were originally supposed to leave tonight, but decided to stay an extra day. Cut to the next chapter and they're in the same city they were in for his hockey game mm-hmm. the next night. I thought you were supposed to go home the day before. What? Yeah. Or I will also ding you for things that don't make sense. And I know this is a shout out to Rachel. If a child is three, they cannot read a book and they are Mm -hmm. not speaking in full sentences and articulating every word that they say. No. So if you have kids in a book and they are not age appropriate, you're going to get dinged for me. And these are the kinds of things that will cause me to put two stars for a book. Mm -hmm. Is that now if going into that, like Becky and I both have kids, like we understand that every kid is different, but there are certain milestones that are impossible for a child. Right. And the other, like, I'm trying to think there was a book. It's actually the same one with the hockey and the nights that don't make sense because they screwed up their formatting. But anyway, um, I digreg. Uh, I, that book, the child was 18 months old. His parents had died in a car accident and was now guardianship. They were leaving him in his hotel room sleeping while he went across the hall to sleep with the nanny. Mm-hmm. And these were not adjoined rooms. Like in the book, she says, he came to my room across the hall. Really? An 18 month old? In a hotel, not in, in a, a hotel. house. Like a house would be different. Did you never read that Madeline, or did you never hear about the girl that got kidnapped from her hotel room while her parents were drinking at the table? Mm-hmm. Like, cheese and rice, people. Cheese yeah. and rice. That will automatically get me a two star. That or if you tell me a book, so that, and this actually ended up being a one star for me. And I know that you do you don't necessarily write out full reviews for one and two star books, right? No, I don't. So I do. Um, just because I'm, I'm a bitch. I'm a petty. I am the queen of the petty, you guys. And if something really bugs me about a story and I'm going to one or two star this, I need to tell someone. And Leah is sick of hearing me tell her. <laughs> That does not stop her from telling. No, it doesn't. But I still need to tell other people. And my husband and the dog stopped listening a long time ago. So 
I read a book. The girl was supposed to be in college. It was a daddy kink. But for being in college, she had lockers and a principal. And they had a bell that rang. They had a bell that rang to switch classes. Mm -hmm. That's fucking high school, not college. I never heard (laughs) one bell in college. Not one. I didn't have a locker in college either. I didn't have a locker in college. I I had a tiny dorm room. And a backpack. If you're going to write something, do it right. And, um... Yeah, one well, of and the- if you're going to write about something that you might not personally know or understand, do your research. Well, because there was another it- book that you read or you started, you DNF'd it, where it was about transplants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The girl was dying, you got had real angry liver failure. Yeah. And they were giving a lot of misinformation about how organ donation works. And that is a subject I've lived that journey as mm-hmm. a mom. And I basically have been a GI fellow since 2003. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 19 years I've been in medical school. So only but for that's GI. the big thing. Like if you're going to write about something you do not have personal knowledge of, you need to do your research because well, we saw it with the Cora Riley book when she put out that blurb for mm-hmm. a girl that is a wheelchair user yeah. and she the entire blurb was a hundred thousand percent ableist written and i didn't quite understand mm-hmm. um and i had to ask community member gretchen to kind of help help me understand because mm-hmm. i'm i'm trying to be better i'm not perfect but, but that is a prime example of doing your research and being aware of like what is going on because you're right like you and I like we are not in that situation we read it differently for sure than Gretchen does for sure so so that's where our star ratings are we hate star ratings we actually when we when Leah joined the podcast and we revamped our quick shots of romance I got rid of a rating system. I didn't mm-hmm. like it when we did it previous and I didn't want to keep doing it um, because I didn't feel like that was really a critical way to recommend a book. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't feel like it gives a, it gives a, a real like understanding of what we really thought of the book, like a five star, like it just, it's too finite. Yeah. Well, and it, and also one of the things is, is it's all about perception because something that we say all the time, we are not here to yuck anyone's yum Mm -hmm. and not every book is for everybody. And I believe that to my soul. So when I go to recommend a book, I, those are the things I want you to know. Did I like it? Typically who would like this book? And would I recommend the book? Because there are books that we read. I don't, I wouldn't recommend them. Well, and that's also the fact that like we talk about like why we like it, what parts we liked about the book, what parts we don't like about the book. Like there's like everyone's small, like we'll come across a character. We just don't love that character at the beginning of the book. And we're like, is this author going to be able to turn this around? And sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't. 
Sometimes three books later, they still hate them. Yeah. But they, it also is, but it could be an excellent book, but that one character just pulls it down. Um, anyway. Okay. So the other piece to the reviews, and this is, this is hard because we are friendly. We -hmm. have acquaintances, even friendships with authors. Yeah. And so reviewing their books in particular can be difficult because you're kind of walking well, like we, we have that gray area of friendship and reviewer. And so it makes it a little bit more personal. But at the end of the day, Reviews. I think for, for you, I can say this for you too. Every book I read, I review honestly. Mm-hmm. Even if they're my friend, I mean, and I used her, I think last week, Julie Salmon, I love her books. I recommend her books all the time. She has one book in her <laughs> Edge series. You talk about this multiple times, so. I hate that book. I hate that book. I hate that character. I three-starred that book because it could be someone's cup of tea. It's just not mine. But but that is a situation where you are you have told julie multiple times how much you hate that character but julie is also one of those authors who says like the reviews are for readers like the reviews are not for me like she is one of those authors that she might like look at the reviews but like she under like gets that like people are reviewing books for other readers and that is a huge thing like i don't review a book for an author i review a book So somebody else going into the book can say, is this something I'm going to like or not? So, and that's, that's one of the things that comes in with being like an advanced um, reader, advanced copy, Mm -hmm. advanced reviewer is we are sometimes limited to how we can review a book, you know, when it releases, they don't want you to give low ratings and bad releases and uh, reviews out near review day, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And I have held reviews, but honestly, that's part of the reason that we're going away from that for me personally, um, because I want to be able to review a book as honestly as I can for you, the listeners. And, um, and I'm no, I used to worry that if I didn't love a popular book that, oh my God, was that going to make my, was my credibility going to get dinged? Were people not going to listen to me or trust my reviews if this book that was incredibly popular didn't, I didn't love it. And I think that it's just the opposite. Mm-hmm. If we can break down a really and I'm not out to tank a book. It, I'm never out well, to tank a book. I want to be clear about thing, that too. Even, even in like my two-star readings or my three-star readings, I never ever say anything negative about the author. Like I will say like, I didn't love the the way the author put this together. I didn't, I think that they could have benefited from this or this, but it's never like this book sucks. This author should never write again because there are reviews out there like that. And yeah. it's hurtful. And it's mean and it's ridiculous because I mean, authors put a lot of time and a lot of effort into a book. Like, yes, 
reviews are not for authors, but don't be a bitch or an asshole in now, your review. And I will say I did do a review on a real body sized heroine. She was mm-hmm. a um, plus size heroine and it felt like fat phobia. And it also felt like um, it was um, fat fetish a little bit and when i reviewed that book i did say i am sure that this author's journey is part of what is written in here but as a plus size reader i felt that this book personified fat fetish Mm -hmm. and fat shaming stereotypes um because you know she was on crash diets and over exercising Mm -hmm. and it really bothered me. And so I low started reading that book. Um, well, in, but in something like that, though, like you and I have different body types. So you reading that book, you read it one way. If I had read it, I didn't read that book, but if I had read it, I might've looked at it in a different perspective. But had I read your review, like I would have been like, oh, that makes sense. I see where you're coming from with this. Yeah. And and that's the other thing, too. I do think that there is value in low star ratings. And I wish people would say, what didn't work in the book that you feel it's a two star or that you DNF'd mm-hmm. it? Because there are some really popular books that I struggle with. And I think, what is wrong with me that I don't love this book? But if I can go on to Goodreads or I can go on to Amazon and I can look at the book and, you know, click on the lower ratings and see what people struggled with. Mm-hmm. That helps give me a little bit of validation and that I'm not freaking crazy. I mean, I am crazy, but yes, it just provides a little bit of extra value um, and reaffirming for me mm-hmm. that, okay. And again, it helps us say not every book is for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I recently had that realization. There's an author. I want to love her books, but her last two books have fallen flat for me. One was a three star, one was a two star. And I have come to the uh, realization that this author is no longer writing for me. Mm -hmm. That I'm not her target audience. And I feel like that happens sometimes where like an author, you you just don't connect with them anymore. You don't, there's something about the book or about like their writing style that it just it falls flat each and every time and it just it's sometimes frustrating as a reader who wants to love an author's work where they're just it there's some authors where I feel like they're just it's all about like getting words on a page and getting the books out there instead of really taking the time to, to put like quality work on the page. Like I will wait three extra months for a book. If you're going to give me something that I'm going to love, like, I don't care. I mean, I might complain about a cliffhanger and that I have to wait for things or that I really am excited for the end of a series. But at the end of the day, like I would much rather an author take six months to write a book and give me an excellent book at the end then give me a a hurried work that I'm not going to love. Well, and that's the thing too. 
you have to realize that authors are human beings also. They have families, mm -hmm. they have lives. Some of them are have other jobs. Being an author is not necessarily their full-time job. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the other piece too. I don't mind waiting for a book. I'd rather mm -hmm. have a fully fleshed out book that's well edited, well put together, um, you know, with really great characters in it and have had to wait an extra year for it. Um, then have them feel like they just have to put words on a page and push it out because, mm -hmm. and there are some, some authors have some very rabid fan communities and they make the rest of us look like terrible people <laughs> because mm -hmm. they're so gross. Um, so that's the other thing too, that I think one of the things, if I can get anything about reviews out into this world is the etiquette of review, in my opinion, for readers, but also for authors. Mm -hmm. Because I think that in this day and age of social media, and especially with TikTok and trying to trend and get on people's for you pages and all of this, we've gone very extreme. You know, there's like hot takes, my hot take mm -hmm. on this book, and you're just trashing the book. Stop doing that. Stop mm -hmm. doing that. That that is not well, a critical review. It's not. And it's also, you're trashing something that somebody else might've loved for the right. same reasons that you didn't like it because not everybody likes the same type of things in books. Like Becky hates friends to lovers, but every once in a while she'll come across one that she loves. And yes, like she will talk till she's blue about how much she dislikes it. But she, like, if she reads a friends to lovers that she doesn't like, she does not put it down. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of like really angsty books. If I'm in the mood for it, I'll read it. But like, I won't read an angsty book and then bash it because it wasn't for me. Like maybe I didn't like it, but at the same time, like the person next to me might've read that book and loved it. And it resonated with them because they like something about that book was really emotionally like clicking with them. And that's the thing, like, just because you don't like a book does not mean that it's not a well-done book. And it's okay to critically talk about what you might not have liked in that book, mm -hmm. but it is not okay to sit there and throw nastiness and sling your shit at the humans that write those books. That right. is not okay. No. On the other side of that, and this is me, mm -hmm. so I'm a very critical reviewer and I do not shy away from giving one, two, and three star reviews. And there are authors that do not like this. And there is a trend of authors taking one and two star reviews and resharing them on their social media. And, and some of them are funny, you know, like there's too many F-bombs in this book or holy crap, they were doing sex on page eight. I'm not reading this garbage. However, you're taking screenshots of these reviews with those people's identities on those reviews and you are not blurring them out that's fucking doxing that is unacceptable and when i catch authors doing that they immediately go off my tbr list and i do not give them any more time of day because i think it is wrong you know mm -hmm. if you i th there are times where i'm afraid to review a book i got i got dinged i gave a book a three and a half star that author has now blacklisted me. I am not allowed to re advance review 
any of her books. She will not give them to me. Her PR firm will not give them to me for a three and a half star. And it wasn't even mean. It wasn't mean. It was, but that's the thing. Like reviewers need to be able to feel comfortable and confident that they are able to give a review and not have their name put out there. I mean, if an author is going to read a review, like saying there's too much sex, that's fine, but don't put the reviewer's name on it. Because honestly, if you find a, if you find a book and you look at the one-star reviews like that, there's probably like three or four different ones that say that similar things, but you don't need to put the reviewer's name Blur their names out. to it. Yeah. If you really have to share that, crop that image, blur their or, name out. Or read it. <laughs> Yeah. Where nobody can see the, the screen at all. But if you're taking my review from Amazon or from Goodreads, which is a public forum that you can easily click back and find those people, mm-hmm. you are putting that person potentially at risk. Because if you are someone that has a rabid fan base, and I'm thinking of like Cora Riley, her fan mm-hmm. base is freaking crazy. If she They're did that. Intense, yeah. If she did that, her fan base might come for me. Well, and, and they we, could do harm to my business. And we have seen where there are two or three authors where their fan base have went after people. Yeah. And it wasn't even in a situation where the name was put out there. Like they went searching for those reviews and yeah. like tore those people apart. And like that's crap too. Like it's a bully. That's being a bully and you are using crowd mentality to create you know this it's just it's not okay Mm -hmm. so author stop doing it if you feel that it's funny and do it i know it's based on like jimmy kimmel his celebrity tweets tweets thing mean tweets yeah i think that's where they were going for it like we understand the thought process and like becky and i like we differ on it like it doesn't bug me if it is you like an author saying the review, I don't think that a reviewer's name should ever be put out there on a, on honestly, even like good reviews. Like, I don't think you need to put a name out there. No, I think it's fine to say good read reviewer or Amazon reviewer mm-hmm. on your, I don't need my name attached. If you're pulling a quote from my review, I don't need my name attached to it. Just make it say good read mm-hmm. reader or good yeah. read reviewer. Um, and again, my reviews are not for the author. They're mm-hmm. not. If you want a critical review as an author from me, then you're paying me to be your copy editor or you're paying me to be your beta reader. Mm-hmm. That is different. Yeah. If I'm writing a review, it's not for you. And then that's the other piece. I do not tag authors in my reviews. Even my five stars. Mm-hmm. I do not tag them. No. Because... It's not for them. Mm -mm. And and we've debated this for the podcast a little bit for Quick Shots of Romance about, you know, tagging authors. You know, yes, we want to tag them because we want them to share that we did an episode of theirs and hopefully maybe one of their readers will listen to our podcast and love us and come join us and it'll be great fun. Um, But the other piece of that too is... We're a little scared to do it sometimes. Well, we didn't review for that author. We did it right. to recommend that book or not recommend that book 
out to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, our podcast is for the romance reader. reader. We're not an author podcast. There are plenty yeah. of them out there. I have a list. If you need a list, <laughs> I have a list. Um, so, and this actually brought up, so because this was trending and talked about incessantly on TikTok a couple weeks ago, a couple of people actually made some statements that really resonated with me in a positive way, not a grumpy way. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was spaces like BookTok, Bookstagram, and Goodreads are readers' spaces. If authors are in them, it's great to interact with them. But at the end of the day, you have to remember it's a reader's space. Author Nisha Sharma talked recently on a TikTok about just this, about how when she goes into these spaces, she has to remember that if she sees a review of her books, it is not for her and she moves past it. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was really insightful to look at it as bookstagram, Goodreads, book talk. Those mm-hmm. are spaces for the readers. Yeah. Well, an author, Katie Robert, recently requested that people, if they see someone reviewing one of her books, whether it is good or bad, and the review like did not tag her, there's a reason. So be respectful and do not tag her in the comments because tagging authors in reviews, good or bad, is not something that she wants. Nope. Um, The other topic that came up a little bit through this whole book review things was toxic positivity, which I didn't even know was a thing. I don't even know what that is. So basically, Becky, toxic positivity is where you (laughs) only share the things you love and never talk about things that you might not love or that weren't Mm. good. And I think that that is a perception because actually... So with our quick shots of romance, I guess you could say we are toxic. We have toxic positivity with our quick shots of romance. There are times that we read a book, like I'll read a book mm-hmm. and I will say, it usually just happens with Carolina and I do not know why. <laughs> no, it happened with me and you too. Like there was something that we were, we're going to read and one of us read it and we're like, we can't, we cannot yeah. in good faith, like do a good review on this. Well, cause two things we never want if we're doing a release day release of a quick shot, like the book came out that day, we're doing a quick shot that day to celebrate the author. We never want to tank a release. And if Mm -hmm. we didn't absolutely love and glow about that book, we are not going to do the episode. The other piece of that is this. First of all, life is too short for bad books. And a conversation on a quick shot of romance is much better when we both enjoy the book Mm-hmm. Or at least one of us really enjoys the book. Because <laughs> well, there are times where like, we'll do a quick shot, whether it's me and you or you and one of our contributors or me and one of our contributors where one of us loves the book and the other one, they liked it, but there were things that didn't, didn't click for us. And so like, we'll, we'll still talk about the book because the book was good. It just wasn't as good as we wanted Which is part of the reason that we do the three questions versus a star rating. Mm -hmm. Just because, but I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't typically on my bookstagram share my lower ratings of books. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, as we sit here through this episode and we talked about this a little bit before, maybe I should, 
And I did at the end of last year, and I think I did earlier in 2022, where I did like a carousel post on books and like a reading roundup. And I was like, and books I'm not really loving right now. And I shared Mm -hmm. the titles. I didn't go into full reviews, but just books that just missed the mark for me. Um, And one of those I just do it to hold myself accountable. Accountable. Okay. Anything else you want to say about reviews? Nope. I think we we talked about it all. I think that everybody's tired of hearing us about it. I promise. Well, I'll try to be better and not like rail about book talk anymore. Um, Anyway, but we have the excitement of summer reading. We did. one. Yeah. And we talked about summer reading and all the rules at the beginning of the episode, but week one of summer reading challenge this week's sponsoring authors are author duo Piper Rain and Melanie Moreland. Each of them have books releasing this week. Piper Rain has offsides with number 55. This is the final book in the Hockey Hottie series. Um, as of now, I mean, they could always add more, but they typically don't go if they would, it would be three more books because they always do things in threes, but I don't think they have plans to do any more hockey after this. And then Melanie Moreland has Shifting Gears. This is book three in the Reynolds Restoration series. And then Grand, oh no, actually she doesn't. She pushed that back because okay. life happened. Never mind. So ignore that one. I, no ju- I got, we got, I saw the post today. So today oh. on recording day, it got pushed back. Okay. Um, life. We'll be live on Instagram. Well, apparently <laughs> popper rain. Oh my God. The typos in this, you guys. Um, At least it's that. Not Hooper. Um, Cohoos. <laughs> it was Cohoos. Cohoos. <laughs> okay. So we'll be live on Instagram with Piper rain. Are we going to be, is it going to be both Piper and Rain or just Piper or Rain? I do not know. But at 1 p.m. on June 1st, I will, okay. we will be live with them. And then on, also on June 1st at 9.30, Melanie mm-hmm. Moreland uh, will be on to talk about her release. You can find details and all the ways to join us on our website. Like I said, every Sunday, all summer long, you are going to want to check the website um, to see all the stuffs we have going on um leah what's okay. your it's that time it is that time we've been talking so long it like was like a weird transition into it it was but it's that time for book book of of the, the week. week okay so my book of the week i actually have two this week because <laughs> i mean I'm just a little bit extra right now so anna hackett had her newest release um, Captain of the Guard. It is book three in her Galactic Kings sci-fi series. I cannot say enough about her books and I talk about her all the time and she is alien light. So if you think you want to try an alien series, there are no blue penises. All the anatomy is, is regular, but there are other things that are not, but her alien series are a perfect introduction to sci-fi. And also I read Lacey Black's Quarterback Keeper. It's a secret baby novella and it was exceptionally well done. And it honestly, like I wanted more from the story. Okay. What was your book of the week? Um, well, if you can do two, I can do two. If you can do two, oh. I can do two. Um, 
So first up, The Secret by Lulu Moore. It is the book one in her Tuesday Club series. It was recommended by podcast multiple people supporter Carrie. Um, oh yeah, she raves about her. It's a secret baby romance, billionaire. Um, it was very good. It's in Kindle I mean, Unlimited. I secret highly baby recommend it. billionaire. These are like two of your like automatics. Yeah, like I don't know how I missed this. Oh, nanny. It's also nanny romance. Anyway, billionaire secret baby nanny is so good. His family is ridiculous. It was so funny. I just love that. I'm gonna go download that right now. Uh book two in the series comes out in June. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and then <laughs> the other one that I read this week, um, See Me by Stacey Kennedy. It is book four in her Phoenix Club series, which is the Voyeur Club. It is sexy and delightful, hidden identity. The heroine has hidden her identity of who she really is. There's a little bit of mafia and there's a whole lot about watching people have sex. So win, win, win. Oh, and she's a good girl. Oh, is she? She's a good girl. Oh, I like that. So lots of dirty talking. Very, very good. Okay, so we have a happy hour this week on June 2nd with author Priscilla Oliveras, and we are celebrating the release of West Side Love Story. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can actually get the book for free right now. Um, and Carolina will be joining Becky for that happy hour. Yes, right? and then, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, that's the plan as of right now. That is the plan. Uh, West Side Love Story <laughs> is a Romeo and Juliet retelling, and it's it was really good. I really, really liked it. Um, They're dueling mariachi it, Yes, families. dueling mariachi bands. It is fade to black. So, but, but there's good like chemistry. It. But I did like it. So, it was a four star. And uh, I keep calling them Macarenas instead of Mariachi. They're not a Macarena so. band. They're a Mariachi band. They're not a band. Macarena band. Uh, Drunk Book Club is coming up June 11th. We're excited to be reading Reels by Kennedy Ryan. It's also, just real. Ken no S. Just real. Oh, there is no S. Real. Like the movie. R-E-E-L. Uh -huh. Um. It is uh, Kennedy Ryan will be joining us for that evening. If you would like to join us for Drunk Book Club, you can find details on our website at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash Drunk Book Club, I think. Um, you think? I think. And then <laughs> I'll do the programming note and then you can do what we're doing. Next next up. Okay. okay. Programming note. For the upcoming summer months, we are going down to one quick shot of romance episode a week. Those will drop on Thursdays. We are doing this to allow time for vacations and all those fun summer commitments. This is a great time to catch up on past episodes or give some of your favorites a re-listen. Uh, with summer reading, we'll be adding some additional events like Instagrams and TikTok Lives. We have a few happy hours planned for the month of June and July. So um, it's not a permanent thing. We'll go back mm -hmm. up to two. I don't know if we'll go back up to two in August or if it won't be until after readathon because um, we... I haven't looked past July. Like I can't commit. We're lucky. We're looking at July. Right. So anyway, but 
All right, and then next time we are revisiting our trope talk series and we will be talking the single parent trope and the subtropes that go along with it. As always, we will be giving what we like and dislike about the trope, what we want in our favorites, and of course, all of the book recs you can handle. And we are gonna be joined by podcast contributors, Lindsay and Heather. And Jenny. And Jenny. And Jenny. This- because certain people on the production side really like it when there's a lot of us. I mean, we like to make things easy for him. No, we don't. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Listen, these trope talks have been so fun. We've done, we did the trope, we did the battle of the tropes, and then we did, or the romance rumble. Romance the rumble. romance rumble, which was and basically then, battle of the tropes. And then we did the... Close, Close versus force, force proximity. proximity. And then Becky and I did the sibling's best friend. Yeah. I mean. The battle of the sibling's I, best friend. I really enjoy the trope talks. I love giving the book recs. You know, um, I think we said it in our brother's best friend episode. Mm-hmm. If you come away from one of our episodes and didn't add at least one book to your TBR, we are not doing our job. Mm-hmm. And so it is incredibly important that we are making sure that we are helping you fill your TBR because we're fairly convinced your TBR is not big enough, right? We we are not fairly convinced. We are 100% convinced that your TBR is not big enough. And it is our duty as podcast hosts to blow it up. And what do we say to that, Becky? You're welcome. That's right. And- if your unread number of books is not at least 500 or more, mm. then you should come talk to us. Because we know where all the free books are, too. Oh, no, mine's 782. So, yeah, right. 500 yeah. or more. 500 or more, sister. I know. Um, okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our Bookish Roundup. And we are excited to have you join us for Summer Reading Challenge. So so much fun. So much fun. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 